0: Hi, Peter Bulker here, and welcome to today's edition of The Transition Guide. Joining me today in the studio is Mojo Abadina. She's a two-time author. Both books are, number one, Unleash Your Business Mojo, number two, The Time Waster's Guide to Time Management, and she's also a lecturer at London South Bank University, which happened to be the university that I went to. And actually, little did I know that Mojo... Was at university the same time that I was there, yet we never got to meet. Welcome, Mojo.
1: Oh, thank you very much, um, Peter, for that warm welcome. Yeah, a world of coincidences, right?
0: It is indeed, and what's quite interesting. I mean, that was that was that was not university at the time, that was really yeah. highly respected for business. Yes. But that was a tough area to go and do, to study university. I mean, that area was just a dump at the time. Yeah. back. Yeah, It was really kind of, it was just a really, one of those really harsh areas. But if you look at it today and you look at the whole sort of demographic of the area, to buy a house there, you need to have a fortune.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At least half a mil. Yeah. It's changed. And now they've pulled down the elephant and castle, you know, finally pulled that down.
0: I remember yeah. the Elephant Castle well, that's where we used to go and get I lunches.
1: Know <laughs> food and all that, yeah, that was like the local um, mall, yeah, that was the village of a mall then, yeah, it's been pulled down finally, because there were a lot of, um, yeah, bad people around, lots
0: of crime and stuff. Yeah. So, so Mojo, in your new book, you talk about time guy to management, and we talk about, you talk about procrastination. And one of the things that I see in the entrepreneurial world right now is that there seems to be a lot of procrastination. It's like people are not making decisions due to the uncertainty of the situation. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: we kind of live in a world, um, I think they've called it VUCA world, you know, this volatility, uncertainty, it's complex, ambiguous, people don't know what's going to happen, but I think um, procrastination is more about, I think it's a personal thing. So in, when doing my research for the book, I actually um, found out that as children, the way we we're raised as children actually plays a part in how we go forward and then um, make our decisions and which could sometimes lead to procrastination. So apparently a child that is raised in a family or in an environment where they're supported very well, Are less likely to have um, confidence issues so they're the ones who will be more confident however children who are raised in an environment where they're criticized all the time they also then yeah they they become adults that are fearful about um, making decisions about failure so they're less, less likely to take action and there's a lot of research that's been done around this but obviously As adults, you can always change that, but I think it's important to understand why sometimes it's um, difficult for some children to, some adults to take or make decisions and therefore
0: procrastinate. That's an interesting, that's an interesting thought there because I mean, I've been around a lot of businesses over the last, well, 30 years. And if what you're saying sort of rings true, a lot of managers and leaders in business actually speak to people really badly. So let's say that employee doesn't show initiative or an employee procrastinates over doing things. Many leaders, their solution to that problem or that solution to the situation is to scream and shout at them. Now, what you're saying is by doing that, if someone's already got a confidence issue then that's going to magnify the confidence issue yes. Yes. which means that they're going to procrastinate even more even more yes yes because it's inherent so
1: one and a lot of um, adults don't realize this because i remember the last um, i did a podcast a couple of weeks ago i actually got an inbox from somebody on linkedin saying that she's been to psychologists and they could never break it down and the moment i said it she kind of got it because once you understand then you can start to make um, changes. So confidence is a big one as well. And I also talk about the three S's, you know, the self-esteem, how you really feel about yourself when you look in the mirror, self-confidence, how you feel around others, and then self-efficacy, which is the most important one. And that's being able to, you know, take action, believe in having the belief that you will, you can take action and um,
0: design or go for the future you want and really that kind of that kind of sort of the areas you've just described come under really mental wellness and mental resilience which has been a topic that has really come up a lot especially over the last 18 to 20 months during yes. the pandemic and during lockdowns yes. why why do you think though as soon as people talk about mental health Mental sort of struggles, and especially in the youngsters today. Yes. The default position for many sort of general practitioners and physicians is to put people onto antidepressants. Uh,
1: yeah, that's a. Obviously, I'm not a, a medical qualified, so it's a, it's an interesting topic for me. And it depends on. I think it's an individual thing because I every. I remember because um, I've talked about my situation. I remember there was a time I was going through a lot and I did go to the doctor and they gave me these tablets. And I was young at the time, I was only 30 because I I told you I'd lost my brother. I chose not to take the tablets. I didn't because I'm the kind of person where I don't like to be, um, yeah, I don't want to, I don't, I like to be in control. And I just feel that pills would not give me um, the opportunity to take control of what's happening. I like to deal with my issues head up. It's the same reason why I probably wouldn't drink if I have an issue because I like to deal with issues. So people are different, and of course, as we said, people have different backgrounds, experience, knowledge. We deal with issues in different ways. So I guess for some people, maybe the drugs do
0: help them. But what okay. we're but what we're saying though is that your past doesn't mm. necessarily need to define your future. Oh no, it doesn't. You can't. You
1: can change that. Yeah, definitely, you can change it. Because that- few, <laughs> yeah.
0: So I suppose what I'm thinking here is that although we may not have had the back to upbringing, some people haven't had the upbringing that they may have liked, yeah. Or perhaps they don't have the ability to deal with stress. The reality is stress is always going to be in our life.
1: It's it's yeah, it's part of living. Yeah.
0: And what you're saying is that there's a framework that, if you actually break it down like the three S's, and you actually Mm -hmm tackle them and you learn to become sort of skilled in those areas then you're better equipped to deal with whatever life throws at you
1: yeah yeah obviously it's a bit more than that because for a start people need to understand what they really want from life so in my book um, I talk about it I always talk about the importance of understanding what your values are you know what's important to you because if you don't if you go into a job or start a business where your the business doesn't align with your values then there's always going to be this procrastination, this inability to take um, action and probably not like what you're doing. So you need to make sure you understand your values there. In my book, I think there are about 100 of them. And it's just picking the top, maybe top five that resonate with you. For me, for instance, I love creativity. I love freedom. And anything I'm doing has to have that as part of it. As a lecturer, I have the freedom, so I was going to say, to develop my resources, the way I deliver them as well.
0: Yeah, that stands me and I like to be creative. But the important thing is they're your values. Yes. And I think there's a lot of confusion in the world where people have spent a lot of time on social media <laughs> and what they do is they look at other people's projected world. Yes, that's another... And they're thinking, and I've seen this with entrepreneurs, especially right now. Yes. There are a few businesses out there that are doing exceptionally well. And they're businesses that have been structured up and these entrepreneurs are ready for bad times. But the reality (laughs) is most businesses out there, they're not ready for bad times. Yet people spend a lot of time on social media, totally obsessed with how other people live their lives and then try to use comparison mode to say, well, I should be there. And I think that causes a lot of problems. Uh,
1: that's, uh, In fact, you, you, you what you've um, pointed on, Peter, is a big issue. I see it with the students. I see it with businesses. I see it with friends and colleagues. And because uh, I remember when because I actually talked about this in the book as well, when Facebook first um, came around, I was addicted. But you know what? I had to wean myself up because I realised that if I don't, Facebook will take away my presence and my future. You know, so I now limit when I go on Instagram, Facebook, I cannot remember the last time I spent more than 10 minutes on any of these platforms. So the longer you spend on these platforms, obviously the more time you have to start comparing what you're doing with others. I, people need to, on the, it, all it, it's about your values and understanding yourself. If you feel that you're heavily influenced by what you see on social media, then there are buttons there. You have a choice to click out. And you know, and cause this does affect, mental health. Yeah, I've been on um, Facebook where I've seen things and I thought, oh, I wasn't invited to that or da 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 da. And I felt bad. So guess what? I don't go there because we're all human and we do see these things. And remember, social media is recent for us. But so I think we, it's easy for us to switch that button off and move away because we know a life that's different from social media. However, the young people, this is all they know. So maybe they're struggling to switch off and this is where all their friends are that they went to school. So they are, their relationships are different. They're having these virtual relationships with their old school friends. Whereas we have their phone numbers, you know, we can meet them in different um, ways. And this Comparanitis, I think the, somebody I listening to calls it uh, that it's, it's, it's going to be the death of a lot of people, you know. And we've seen a, ho- a lot of high profile cases as well, where they've su- suffered with this uh, mental anguish. Trying to, uh, yeah. I don't know what the answer is, but drugs are not the answer. Social media.
0: Yeah, a, I, yeah. but I think when you go back to it though, it's it's actually really important that you live your life. Yes. I think that's what you're saying. And actually, yeah. when you get drawn into the false world, and very often it's a false world just for the cameras, yeah. then what it does, it does lend itself to procrastination.
1: Yes. Because you yeah. And we also have another thing because uh, sometimes the people you are comparing yourself with have spent, they've done their 10,000 hours, they've put in their time. You are just starting and you're comparing your initial, your initial stage to someone who's actually spent 5, 10, 15 years in the business. Yeah. It's never going to be the same. And then we also have some of the entrepreneurs, young ones as well. Would I say lying or being um, economical with the truth going on there? Oh, I'm an, an entrepreneur. I started last year and I make this money. And I've, you've seen the adverts on YouTube as well. There's loads of adverts on YouTube about oh, I started this last week. And um, do you want to make a million pounds? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And people are just, I don't know, people are just they want, uh, yeah
0: they are want attracted the to me. A lot of people are very much drawn by the magic bullet. I see Grand yeah. Card. I mean, Grand Cardone does that learn how what I've done, how I made my first 5 million for free. I know, I know, I know. And stuff like that. And and a lot of people, I suppose, they're dream hunters, aren't they? They're trying to build into people's dreams. Why do you think that, okay, so we've got an element of procrastination and everyone does it. To be honest with you, I even have done it in the last 18 months where I've been caught in moments of procrastination where I've had to work through it. But, you know, we've had a lot of people that have not been travelling to work, have been remote working, and in some instances, they're talking about, oh, yeah, a lot more productive. Yes. And they've got their time back. But I'm hearing a lot of people actually say, well, I'm working from home. I'm working longer hours than I've ever worked, and I don't have time.
1: So people, yeah, so I I guess... um, and a lot of employers are guilty of this because I think right now the workload is really heavy. And you as a worker, you have to try and manage your time and well because trying to work all the hours wouldn't help you because we need to be productive. The brain um, needs a rest. So I think with those who are working from home, they need to kind of manage their time. I think definitely we have taken on a lot. Like I said, I work as a lecturer. I've been working Saturdays and Sundays consistently. But I'm going to have to put a stop to that Because I had my own mini um, breakdown as well. So people need to just check out and what they,
0: you know, look at their work schedule and try and manage that. So do you think then perhaps because we haven't been making time, because we haven't been traveling and stuff like that, that perhaps we haven't bought in, we haven't had breaks or anything. And before we've known it, we're more tired today than we've ever been.
1: Yeah, Because you're, as you just said, because if you were working, you'd have left home maybe by 7.30 to travel, maybe an hour, an hour and a half. That's a break, your brain is resting. You're looking, you're seeing different sides, you know, just getting out of your house and then break time, there are people you can speak to, whether you're going to a restaurant, you know, water cooler and discussions and all that. You're seeing other people, but working at home, you're not seeing all that. And as human beings, we're social animals. We're very social, so this way of
0: working from home is not, it's not ideal, you know, and it's maybe not, it's not normal. Yeah. And I suppose we don't have that. Well, it's not normal today. I suppose we, okay. we've not learned to switch off. Yes. So before yeah. you know it, probably 18 months has gone. Many people haven't taken a break in 18 months.
1: Yes.
0: Are now mentally tired. Yes. And that's probably also led to a lot of procrastination. Because, yeah, I know. I know. So it's actually, yeah. it's actually quite a vicious circle, isn't it? There, it is. It is. It is. So, what advice would you give people that need to break the circle? And perhaps they don't even realize that they're in the situation because yeah. they're just going on day in, day out, and they're becoming less productive, and they're having to pedal harder because they yeah. don't realize actually they're tired. They need so a break. I would say to take
1: a break. Definitely take a break. Look at the goals. Now, sometimes are uh, to do this are uh, just too long and you know, not reasonable because if your to-do list is too long, chances are you definitely will procrastinate because there's too much on it. I try and focus on three main things for the day. And that's if I do those, I'm happy. And I also try to reward myself and stop early, stop early. So stop working at five. If you can shut the laptop down. When I teach on a Monday, I teach on a Monday, the first thing I do because I do six hours straight, I shut the laptops down and go downstairs just, Move it away from the computer so learn to take those breaks, build in the breaks, and maybe give yourself and rewards. Well, yeah, trying to do everything at once is there's you know, you what one do not say there's always tomorrow, but there is tomorrow. And if you do want to keep your sanity, mental health, and it's also about concentrating on what you want, so we have lots of goals, so you need to look at the goals, especially if you're running your business, and look at the goals and see which one of these goals is going to lead you to the outcomes you want. It's not just about doing things just for the sake of it. You need to make sure that you know, the 80, 20, Pareto rule, it's only 20% of our efforts that are to bring in the 80%, but the successful ones amongst us, know which 20% that you need to focus on
0: rather than trying to do everything. And that's probably upbringing as well, because yeah. parents say, you've got to work hard, you've got to work, you've got to work hard. So everyone's yeah. focusing on the 80% all the time that doesn't do much. Whereas well, you said, the smarter people focus on the 20%. Yeah. And it's not that they're lazy. They just know where they're going to get the best results.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. And actually, maybe it's also not feeling guilty that actually there is a cut-off point and okay. not feeling guilty yeah. about having to finish work.
1: Yeah. Because so, yeah. 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 for my work as a lecturer, for instance, I have a lot of things to do. But then the key thing I've decided is delivery of my lecture is my 20%. Because that's where the stu- I have, So, on the Monday, for instance, I have almost 500 students. So, I cannot dump that in place of either maybe attending meetings. So, I do have to miss a few meetings to be able to develop the material. Some of my emails may not get, get answered on time, but I have to juggle and concentrate on what's the priority for me. So, no matter what job you are doing, you would have those priorities that you need to take care of. And you can't do everything. No. You, know, you have to prioritize. You have to learn to prioritize.
0: For those people working in a blended environment or remote working,
1: yeah.
0: What advice would you give them to actually start setting some boundaries so that there is that natural break? Because you said it before that when you're when you were working physically in a location, you had those natural breaks where you had those travel yes. breaks. Yes. You probably had a predefined lunch break yes whereas when you're at home now very often i hear people going the entire day without even eating no you,
1: so, you set so set a timer i've got a watch i set my time so if you've decided and if you've decided that you're going to do a piece of work you set your time so maybe three hours i actually talk about in my book that most days honestly we don't do more than four hours productive work you know, so all these hours just spread out. Give yourself the time. So you can tell us there's lots of um, tools you can use. There's the, I use the Pomodoro um, Technique where you and um, work 20 minutes, you know, you work for 20 minutes at a go, give yourself a five minute break and do a, a few of those. So try and like, it, it's all about setting your goals, knowing what you want to achieve for the day. Maybe give yourself four hours, four hours at a stretch, three hours, whatever works for you. And then take a break, shut everything down, Go for a walk. They would Government, I think that's one of the best things the government announced is about going for a walk. Go for a walk. You know, you've got music, you've got Spotify or podcasts, put your podcast on and um, just go for a walk. Walk. Leave your desk, leave the room. You know, go downstairs, move into another room. I was going to say go to the garden, but not in the UK right now. You don't want to go to the garden. Unless you <laughs> yeah. put your
0: coat on. It's a hat, <laughs> oh, yeah, gloves and a scarf which is fine yeah. with your umbrella.
1: Yeah, take, a, take breaks and then reward yourself, you know, whether that's Netflix. So Netflix should be seen as a reward, not something you do as a default. <laughs> Read books, you know. I am Kindle last night because I was feeling a bit stressed and I thought, yeah, let me grab a book off Kindle and just escape into a an, a, a virtual
0: world. So, it it is really around sort of an area of discipline. And this is all the stuff that you cover in your books, anyway. Yes, I do. I mean, there's a lot of takeaways from today's sort of session, which is great. If people want to know more about you, Mojo, where do they go?
1: Oh, so I'm on LinkedIn. So, Mojo Obadino on LinkedIn. I also have a website on this, your business, Mojo. So, and you can join my mailing list if you go on to my website and my books are both on amazon so these are my books there so Fantastic. that's time management productivity, and this is unleash your business module so if you're thinking of starting your own business or have started and struggling to stay on course these books will definitely um support you
0: and i think that's the interesting bit it's the important bit. it's having a support mechanism in place yeah and when we go into business we don't have all the answers Yes, We're not yeah. necessarily equipped to deal with the world. I know that my 20-year-old self yes. was never going to be as resilient as my 50-year-old self. Yes. And I suppose, yes, when you get as you get older, there's a lot more wisdom. Yes. I wouldn't say it's necessarily wisdom. I'd say it's a lot more experience. <laughs> experience, yes. Experience. And if you don't want to wait to 50 to be able to deal with the situation <laughs> that you're in today, then perhaps look at the resources out there that are available to you so yes. that you can shortcut that process would be my yes. advice.
1: Yes, definitely. Um, because you do, we will never have all the answers. And not wanting to take action just because you don't know what to do is a poor excuse, you know, because no, you never know really what might point. happen. You have to, yeah, you have to just keep going. You can't see the whole staircase. You have to take that first step. Oh, wonderful.
0: Well, now thank you very much. If anything you I've know. spoken about today resonates with you, you're perhaps having time challenges or procrastination issues, and perhaps you just want to talk it over and because you can't see the wood from the trees, head over to Balka.com and get in touch. Most importantly, remember that failure to learn is learning to fail. Please stay safe. And Mojo, thank you very much for being such a great guest today.